0: The name of my recording says Probation Support Positive Change (laughs) Well, that wasn't exactly the topic but um, I'll let that be the topic for today at least on the phone Uh, Good morning morning. So there is a, a saying in the um, voluminous sutra called the Flower Garden, Garland Sutra, or in the original language, the Avatamsaka Sutra. And this sutra, uh, this, this saying, uh, is kind of well-known, and it uh, it reads like this. <clears throat> I now see... All sentient beings everywhere possess the wisdom and virtues of the enlightened ones, but because of their false conceptions and attachments, they do not realize it. I now see all beings everywhere Possess the wisdom and the virtues of the enlightened ones. So there's there's a comment in um, in a Zen story about that line, and the comment goes: A bear turns a somersault, a donkey does a tribal dance. so it's a joyful thing it's a joyful thing to uh if 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 someone some all beings everywhere um would um uh suddenly open their eyes and see the goodness and virtue in everything we would in such a when such a uh, uh, realization uh, came to someone named I, according to this I, somebody I uh, saw this, uh, it, would, it, it, would, it would be it would be such a joyful occasion to see the virtue and enlightenment in in every being. Uh, But then about the... uh, Then there's the second line, which is the the sort of bad news, bad news portion of this saying. Um, But because of their false conceptions and attachments, they do not realize it. So I think that somewhere in the... uh, in the sec in the maybe the third sitting I said something like there is something to be released I think that's what I said there is something to be released and so um, what I want to suggest this morning is that uh, this something to be released is false conceptions and attachments. The the, uh, Zen commentary on um, that line says, uh, false conceptions and attachments aren't bad either. So maybe I'll say a little bit more about that later. But first, I want to talk about uh, false conceptions and attachments, which seem to be uh, seem to be holding us back uh, from from uh, realizing uh, the good in everything and the goodness in everyone. Uh, so, chief among um, Those false conceptions and attachments, uh, the Buddha pointed out to us uh, the belief, the investment, uh, the identification uh, with a intrinsic sense of a self. That there is a self here and that there is a self in everything. That there is um, uh, some kind of abiding essence um, some kind of indelible sense of me this is this is the one we usually pay pay the cl- closest attention to in action we recommend pay close pay, pay, this is the the false conception attachment we recommend that everyone pay close attention to uh, the um, idea that there is an intrinsic essence of me right here. An intrinsic essence of Jim, a soul, a perduring self that um, is uh, in need <clears throat> of being protected and defended. That's an important part, and that's the that's the um, that's the the the, uh, the downside of the um, belief in a essence of me and an essence of you, is that uh, when we're invested in that kind of idea and that kind of belief, uh, then we think there's something here always to protect and defend. And there's something to be afraid and there's something, somebody to worry about, and uh, make sure um, that um, it's never being uh, disadvantaged in any way. So uh, throughout uh, the Buddha's teaching, uh, there are, um, you know, this this is a subject. Um, that is frequently brought up, and uh, it's brought up, in, of course, in the in the uh, Heart Sutra. It's brought up in, you know, multiple teachings, and I I cited one in the uh, you know I always try to come up with a a theme for these sittings uh, to uh, attract you. To, to get you to come, <laughs> I don't know sometimes I think, should I be doing that, but you know, I have to dangle something out here, yes, well, I do anyway, um, and it helps me because then i then I start thinking about that, and I start thinking how can I talk about that um, so um the uh, the title of the uh, the day is. Uh, there is no you to say I. And that phrase uh, comes from the um, second chapter in Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, the seminal book on Soto Zen practice for Americans. And uh, so uh, to, to more fully quote that line, uh, zuki Roshi says... This is an, it's the chapter. This is the chapter on on the breath, on how you how you work with the breath in meditation in our zazen practice. And Suzuki Roshi says, uh, "To think, I breathe. The I is extra. There is no you to say I. What I call I." is just a swinging door, which moves when we inhale and when we exhale. It just moves, that is all. When your mind is pure and calm enough to follow this movement, there is nothing, no eye, no world, no mind or body, just a swinging door. So this is, uh, this is the Buddha's teaching. This is, this is no different than, the, even though this was written in, I don't know, 1960-something. Um, it's no different than the, than the teaching that was uh, announced by the Buddha, by Shakyamuni Buddha, in, uh, you know, 500-something before the Common Era. Uh, this is the teaching of anatman. Atman being the Sanskrit word for self, and anatman being the the no, ah, no self. The teaching of no self, the teaching of the emptiness of anything that could be called a self. And there are many... Um, There's a there's a whole string of of metaphors for the emptiness of the self. Uh, It's it's quite wonderful. We just read a whole string of them in our our our, in our study group. We're reading the uh, Vimalakirti Sutra, and there was a whole string of metaphors for the emptiness of the self. And uh, uh, some of them are like, it's like a bubble that is about to burst. It's, it's like um the the core of a banana tree which is apparently uh empty there's no there's no like in there's no like core to a banana tree uh it was quite a string that's that's a, not the two i can remember right now but there was a wonderful string of uh, one of them was one of them was really uh, uh eye catching it was uh, it was like um a game or a playing a game for someone who is about to die. That that one struck me. What would what would be the least thing that a person facing death would want to do, right? It's it's like the last thing. It couldn't it couldn't be. Play bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play a game of bridge in your last moments here. In, no. So um, anyway, the, as I say, this 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 teaching is uh, is found uh, everywhere in in, in the Buddha Dharma. It is meant for us to really be uh, uh, paying attention to and and uh, and, and studying really studying uh, what how is it that i <clears throat> i really think there's somebody here and 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 I, how is it that i have a memory of there being somebody here yesterday and how is it that i think there'll be somebody here tomorrow and that there's a there's a continuity here and how is it that this continuity that i perceive actually is 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 simply a continuity and not a self so we you know this is something we like you know we, should, we all Buddhas should be turning over all the time you know how is it that this that there isn't even though it seems so uh it seems so uh, uh, clear to me that there's someone here, um, and, and I have, a, and I have a sense of that someone. Uh, I need to question that, and that's what the Buddha Dharma does. The Buddha Dharma questions that innumerable ways, and um, <clears throat> and here's another one that we recently read in the in the Vimalakirti Sutra. Uh, the body. Is composed of four elements. This is old teaching you know, that the, the body is composed of uh, earth element, uh, water element, um, air element, and fire element. Okay, this, so this kind of an old understanding. But bear with that old understanding, and actually, if you contemplate it, you could almost say, Yeah, I, I see. I see how you could come to that. Say, the body is composed of four elements and these and in these elements there is no owner or agent that's a really important teaching no owner or agent there is no self in the body and except for an arbitrary insistence on a self ultimately there is no i which can be apprehended Therefore, even when thinking I, that should not adhere to any self. So we can think I, it's okay to say I. We can talk like that, I, blah, blah, blah. At the same time, we're counseled to remember there is no self that adheres to that I. The bodhisattva That liberating being should abandon the conception of himself as a personality and produce the conception of himself or herself as a thing, thinking. This body is the aggregate of many things. When it is born, only things are born. When it ceases, only things cease. These things have no awareness or feeling of each other. When they are born, they do not think I am born. When they cease, they do not think I cease. You know, I don't know what a, what a, what a baby thinks, if anything, when it's, when it's born, but I don't think it, it it thinks I am born. It's completely immersed in being born. That's enough it doesn't need to add any further concepts about what's happening. And in this, and, and the Vimalakirti Sutra goes on to say, you know how it says, it, it says, the body is an aggregate of many things, and then it says, it goes on to say, and the enlightening being should also abandon uh, thinking of the body as a thing. So, you know idea of, you know not making any conceptualizations about what our experience is or who's who it's happening to there's just experience there's just experience happening and no one to whom it's happening and this is in some ways quite counterintuitive and yet it's a fundamental teaching that uh, was announced by the Buddha. I was struck by the sentence uh, there is no self in the body and except for an arbitrary insistence on self, ultimately there is no I. So uh, I think this is this is a really uh, excellent way to understand um, this, you know, our constant habit of um, self-reference, and you know that 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 there is an owner here, there's an agent here, and and uh, to take to take take upon ourselves the idea that, well, I I have this long-standing habit. Of, of arbitrarily insisting on a self, and so we can kind of stipulate that you know we can say that we can say, "Oh yeah, well, I do have an arbitrary uh, uh, insistence on insisting on a self. that much we can say is true um, and then we recognize um, uh, that. Uh, for what it is, as an arbitrary insistence. You know, a persistent insistence that we have um, a habit of um, making. And there is a teaching um, that this habit is based on... rooted in this habit, this arbitrary insistence is rooted in uh, four delusive views. Four delusive views. And the the first of the four is uh, ignorance. And that ignorance could be said to be uh, that, that ignorance is, well, you could say in some ways that ignorance is just kind of a primal, a primal ignorance. But it's also, you could say, it's it's an ignorance of never having heard an alternative uh, uh, view. Um, it's an, never having uh, heard the view that what you call a self is merely an arbitrary insistence. So, you know many beings are ignorant to that, or if they hear that teaching, they said they may not take it seriously they may not think they might think well that's a philosophical con- you know concept uh, very interesting um and so forth, but they may not really take it in to their life you know so and and I guess so for uh for people who um uh, practice the way um, people who practice the way are are people who really you know, you know do take in uh, this teaching uh, of that we are making we have a habit of making an arbitrary insistence on the self. So anyway, back to the four. so rooted in ignorance, uh, rooted in egocentric view, which is, Again, kind of this arbitrary insistence um, i rooted in arrogance, you know, the arrogance, the pride, uh, I am, and I do certain things and uh, and and those things that I do and that I am are intrinsic to me, and I puff myself up uh, by uh, uh, by my my understanding, by my prideful understanding, my arrogance um, of 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 being um, of being an eye that's just like this, that's just like I am, and of course, um, <laughs> uh, quite a bit, you know, better than all the other eyes that are out there, you know, quite a bit special, quite a quite a special. A special eye. So arrogance, and the final one is uh, self-love, attachment. You know, we're really um, <clears throat> we're really prideful, um, and and uh, also um, attached to the self. And we're, you know, really committed to protecting and defending it. So, again, you could say that uh, the Buddha way is um, the way of a person who is uh, committed to to studying these uh, delusive views uh, and this way that we arbitrarily insist on them. So I talked about this uh, the last time uh, I gave a talk here. Oh no, not the last time I gave a talk, but anyway, some time ago, I came across, I I did talk about this and I came across this teaching um, by a non-Buddhist and a a 19th century philosopher named uh, Heidegger. And uh, he put forward a, a uh, an alternative to um, self-view, or this intrinsic belief in a self, and investing in that, he he put forward an alternative that I found quite attractive and quite con- consonant with uh, our our Zen practice. Um, and he said that um, the, the all, this alternative view is to be known to ourselves, known to ourselves and to others by our activity and commitments. To be known to ourselves and others by our activity and commitments. And I've just just been turning this over for quite some time. And I think it's uh, very... uh, Mm, well i I recommend turning this over and um noticing to yourself um, if, and, and uh how how you uh, might be um, understanding yourself by what you are uh, but what by what you are committed to and by how you Behave. How you are active in your life. What you know. Not, it's not so much what activities you you're taking on. That has nothing to do with it. It's your it's it's your attitude and approach to everything you do. All your activities, whatever they are, it doesn't matter. It doesn't and it doesn't matter what kind of commitments they are. It Has nothing to do with it. It's whatever you know what's your activity in getting out of bed in the morning you know what's 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 the nature of your activity then how do you know yourself as as you get out in the out of bed in the morning how do you know yourself as you brush your teeth uh how do you know yourself when you uh make breakfast so forth um I think this is this is the way that that Zen students want to know themselves they want to know themselves in in activity in action in the way they present to everything you know and 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 study themselves you know just study themselves in their approach to you know every activity this is this is what this is what Zen students do. Appro- they study themselves in their in their in their activities, and they you know notice their um, uh, you know, resistance to certain activities, or or their enthusiasm for certain activities, and they notice. Um uh, you know, what their motivation for their activities are, like uh, trying to uh, get something uh, that maybe isn't um, hasn't been offered to them, or uh, anyway, there's just an endless amount of study we can do as we notice our motivations and our attitudes in all of our activities. And um, and we might notice, you know, for instance, um, is, is my activity right now um, consonant with, uh, now I see all sentient beings everywhere have the virtue and enlightenment, uh, the virtue and wisdom, of the enlightened ones. So we you know, we study, we study this. And we study um, one thing one thing I've studied for years is my enthusiasm for getting things out of the refrigerator and my eh Not so much enthusiasm for putting them back in the refrigerator. Right? Or my enthusiasm for getting the clean plate out, putting some food on it, eating the food, and then do I have quite so much enthusiasm for taking the plate back to the sink and washing it and cleaning up? You know? Uh, we do live, of course, it's been, we've been taught that we do live in the realm of desire, so those, that kind of, uh, differential and enthusiasm is kind of the way, you know, the, it's kind of the nature of, of us, um, but we still, uh, we can study that and, um, and, and and maybe through our study um we we even things out just a little bit more maybe maybe not so you know much differential between um getting something to eat and cleaning up Supposed to be short Dharma talk. I'm sure I could make a short Dharma talk, but uh, so I should. I should stick to my guns here. Uh, Zuki Roshi said, "When your mind is pure and calm enough." to follow the movement of the breath. There is nothing, no eye, no world, no mind or body, just a swinging door. So, uh, this upright sitting that we've been doing this morning, that we will do another period of um, Is the gateway? Is the is the uh, entryway to that mind that is pure and calm enough to um, experience that? there's just action you know there's there's just action, and that action of course can be that can't that that action can be um massaged by our our practices of giving and morality and Patience and enthusiasm. That activity can be massaged, and it can be it can be needed in a in a way that really um, really makes a nice loaf of bread, you know, a nice loaf of um, of a of a Person who has, uh, you know, good relationships and kind of happy life, you know, um, because because they're working at it, they're studying themselves, they're studying their habits, and they're studying in a relationship. Uh, they're asking am i am I insisting on a self here with this person with this other person? am I kind of insisting on my views on my perspective on my needs all the time or you know how am i how am I doing on that? I can recognize my needs and my you know what what I would like but if i 'm only if i if i 'm kind of locked in um, uh, I say because they're because because in in false conceptions and attachments uh then then I may not take in the whole situation that there is just there's a, there's just this activity happening and and how can how can I without insisting on an I, um, make this whole activity um The word that's coming to mind is glorious. How can I make this whole activity glorious? So I did want to say one more thing, because uh, this comment, I had to think about this comment uh, in the, in, on this uh, line of false conceptions and attachments, not which which which, which inhibit re- realization. In that line, that said, the comment that said false conceptions and attachments aren't bad either. They aren't bad, and they're they're wonderful. <laughs> and why are they wonderful? Because they they show us who we are every moment. And they they give us they give us something you know we need we need something to you know to uh, to bounce off or resist there's you know that we have some resistance that we have some resistance is a good thing that we we, we, we know we, we see that we see we have these false conceptions and attachments and by and by and and and. We don't get down on them, you know. Don't get down on your false conceptions and attachments. Work with them. Work with them. And, and you know, once in a while, of course, you may sigh. You know, in seeing yourself for the, you know, umpteenth time, get annoyed at something that doesn't necessarily need that reaction, or you would rather not have that reaction toward, you know, so, so, yes, we, we may sometimes sigh at seeing how we appear, but it's okay, you know, just sigh, and it's part of your study, it's part of your study of how you appear, But I really recommend, I want to close with this, I really recommend uh, this this idea of being known to yourself and to others by your activity and commitments. And I found that, I've been working with this and uh, I found it quite helpful, quite helpful in what, Because, of course, you know, like everyone, I want to be, I want to be known, um, I want to be known, you know, in a positive way, you know, I want to be, I want to be happy with the way I'm known to myself, in other words, I want to be happy with the way I behave and the way I'm known to my, my fellows and, and, um, yeah, I want to be happy with that. And so, how can I, how can I, how can I behave? How can I, how can I speak? How can I sit in a way that I, I will be happy with myself, with my activity. And so then I might have to modify my activity, right? I might have to do something differently. I might have to speak differently. Okay, I'll do that because I want to be known. By by my activity, I want to be known to others by my activity. So I found this really helpful. I've, I found it a really helpful way to um, just slightly change course sometimes, and uh, in a way that that's positive. So I just leave you with that. I've totally blown up the schedule here. So um but that's all right. Uh do you wanna do you wanna uh say something? Anyone? Uh have any comments or disagreements? Complaints? Totally happy. Oh Jeff. The name of the philosopher? Heidegger. I don't know what his first name was. Sorry, I don't mind. The book that I uh, read about Heidegger in is a book which I would really recommend, and it's on this topic um, of uh, no self, anatman, it's it's a deep exploration and argument for the the teaching of no self, is a book called uh, Losing Ourselves, and it it's by the philosopher, contemporary philosopher, uh, Jay Garfield. And it, that was where I encountered this teaching. Susan? You know, I don't know if, where this is from. I think it's from the Theravadan tradition. But the four remembrances mm-hmm. are kind of right along with what you're talking about, right? I'm the nature to grow old, to be sick, to die, there's no way I can escape that. My actions are the ground upon which I stand. So it's, it's interesting, it's just, you know, it permeates, right, all the traditions. Did, did everybody hear that? I am the, na- the four remembrances. I am the of the nature to grow old, to, get sick, to die, to get, sick to get sick, and to die. And um, everything I have I and mean, whole oh dear, I will lose or will be separated. You're going to have to say that louder. Everything I have or hold dear, all that I, all the loved ones, all all that I oh, have yeah. or hold dear, all of my loved ones I will be separated from. Right. That's that's the one I, I always remember that one as. Uh, for every meeting, there is a parting. And that's the way I always remember that one. For every meeting, there is a party. parting. Parting. You know, the the Buddha... Go go ahead. I was just thinking about Peace your... Is is um, I was thinking of your quote you used from Heidegger about how um, bringing it into your actions and commitments and I've been studying the uh, Satipatthana Sutta, and you know, have a portion of it where the Buddha goes into clearly comprehending Sambhajana. And he talks about the, or, or the commentators talk about there being the purpose, clear comprehension of purpose, of uh, suitability, uh, the domain of mindfulness, kind of going into what you're talking about. Is the purpose of my action in line with my ideals and my values? Is it suitable at this time for me to be doing that? Um, and yeah, it just popped in my mind. So yeah. Thank you for putting in kind of a shorter version with Heidegger's one phrase. Yeah. Well, that you that, that you're speaking to exactly what I was getting at. You know, to you know be known by my, you know, what is to ask those kinds of questions of ourselves. What is my purpose? Is, does it meet my does it meet my ideals? And and the important thing is not to you know it's really important not to use this as a cudgel over yourself. You know it's not, it's not meant that way. It's just it's 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 just meant to make you know if you want to a slight adjustment. You know that you, that you might make a slight adjustment in 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 uh, in your activity or your or you might, yeah, just make a, just make us. it doesn't take much, actually. It doesn't take much adjustment to, and sometimes it just takes keeping your mouth shut. <laughs> you know, uh, just being, just, you know, silently disagreeing or silently, even, even, you know, Silently being annoyed, rather than verbally being annoyed. It can, all those things, all those slight adjustments can help us. I just, yeah, the, the thing I think I I wanted to say is that that the Buddha taught, you know, the, the teaching of no self is taught because. Because the teaching of there is a self it doesn't accord with reality. And that, the, 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 the Buddhist teaching you know, was a critique of the other religions of his time which were teaching that there was a self, that there was a soul, that, and it was eternal, right? Um, and it would come back life after life and so forth. And Buddha said, he didn't. He didn't just, you know. he wasn't just being like a critic for the sake of being a critic. I mean, his insight was this doesn't. This doesn't accord with reality. Reality is conditional. Reality is a conditioned co-production. It's for everything that is depends on innumerable causes and conditions that's reality so you can't say there's a self that stands outside of that because that's the definition of a self it's intrinsic it's it's it, it's perduring it's, it 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 goes on and on it is is substantial it's the one substantial thing that's the teaching you know of some religions It's the one substantial thing. And Buddhist teaching is no substantial thing. No, everything is conditioned co-production. Everything is um, prakticca samyupada. That is uh, the causal nature of reality. And this, of course, is something else that we, this is a corollary and the, the basis on which the teaching of emptiness and no self is, is taught.